Here is something really enchanting. How do you do, ladies and gentlemen, and boys and girls? This is Resonance. It's that time of the week. I am that type of host. This is Chris Michaels. We're here every single Wednesday evening from 7 to 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. So gird your loins from bril- for brilliance. And this is probably the only show that starts off with a fistful of psychedelics. And at the middle of the hour, we're snorting blow with key bumps. And by the end of the hour, we are all on edibles to come down with the landing gear. So CNN is in a lot of hot water because CNN is filled with a bunch of absolute effing morons. You had Chris Cuomo, who is the brother of former Governor Cuomo, and former Governor Cuomo got into a lot of hot water because he was very handsy with some female staffers, apparently. And we also found out, I don't know if any of you out there travel to uh, basically what uh, upstate New York or possibly northern New Jersey, and you go over the Verrazano. Is it the Verrazano? No, it's not the Verrazano. It's not that bridge. Uh, I will look it up for you momentarily because it turns out that Cuomo... No, Tappan Zee, that's what it is. It turns out that Cuomo allowed the builders to use faulty bolts when constructing the new bridge. So if you look at this bridge, it looks like it belongs in Europe or China. It's not a, it's not a, a typical Brooklyn-style bridge that we're looking at here. It looks very European, very Eastern Asian. Um, so they used faulty bolts on this whole thing in order to cut costs. So now they're finding with all of the audits that these bolts are A, falling out of where they should be, and B, they are breaking off. So these bolts are just snapping in half. One of the many, many things we're going to uh, ultimately learn about Governor Cuomo's reign in New York that is extremely illegal. So another one of those illegalities involves a stupid brother who had a TV show on CNN. Now, Chris Cuomo is one of those dolts that pretends to be professional on CNN, but is not really anything more than a wide-eyed, big-lipped idiot. Just listen to him or some of his former shows, and you know that you, you don't know what end he's talking out of. Is he talking out of the top end, or is he talking out of his ass? Because most of the things that he would say are just so mind-boggling idiotic that you go, I cannot believe that somebody in their right mind would even take somebody like Chris Cuomo seriously. So we find out that Governor Cuomo, being under hot, uh, being under the magnifying glass with his sexual proclivities, um, would contact his brother. 
His brother would then get in touch with a lot of his media uh, friends that had, uh, how can we put it, had ways to get in touch with Governor Cuomo's accusers. So what would happen is that basically you would have a six degrees from Governor Cuomo-style threat of ruining somebody's life if they dared speak out against the governor via Chris Cuomo, the governor's brother. And on top of that, meanwhile, whilst he's getting information on Governor Cuomo's accusers, Chris Cuomo is then advising his brother on what stories would run in what media outlet about uh, his sexual abuse allegations, sexual assault allegations. And then Governor Cuomo would then be able to counter the news cycle the next day, if not the same day, because his brother was giving him heads up. So this whole thing finally came to light. We didn't need rocket scientists to let us know that something like this was going on. But he was this idiot, Chris Cuomo, was being paid $6 million a year. He's one of these anti-Trump Russiagate fanatics, and he's being paid $6 million a year while abusing his position in the media to help out his stupid brother. Uh, also, murderer with the way he handled COVID. So what what else happened here? Chris Cuomo then gets suspended from CNN. After that, they say, well, you know, we're going to try and take the Jeffrey Tubin route. Now, Jeffrey Tubin, also another CNN contributor, he was caught on a Zoom call stroking his meat when he supposedly thought that the Zoom call was over with. So he got suspended indefinitely and that's it he's back on the air now so you know you can jerk off on a zoom call but don't let anybody uh think let you think that your career is over because of it so they rolled out jeffrey tubin to talk about chris cuomo's illegalities and abuse of power within cnn and then it comes out that chris cuomo was also doing the same thing as his brother Governor Cuomo and being very handsy with women around his person. So not only do we have two degenerate liars, two people that abuse their positions of power to make sure they cover each other's asses, but we also have two sexual abusers that have no problem making themselves, uh, I don't know, people of power when it comes to the opposite sex and abusing their clout within society. So speaking of another idiot also working at CNN, also another jackass abusing their position of power, is none other than that moron, John Lemon. I don't know if you've ever seen... A, well, I don't know. I, who is the bigger jackass? Is it Don Lemon or is it Chris Cuomo? Because I don't know if you've seen Don Lemon. Don Lemon likes to go around and bully men. In, in bathrooms and tries to stroke his meat in front of them and grab and grope cock. This is, this is the, the type of people that CNN like to hire. I can only imagine what happens at closed door or behind closed doors. I can only imagine what happens at the CNN Christmas party. Could you imagine all the asses that get photocopied at one of these events? Could you imagine all of the boobs that are smushed against glasses and window panes? I mean, it must be a field of degenerates. So Don Lemon 
also has another accuser coming out saying that Don Lemon is a degenerate and Don Lemon, you know, he's just as much of a sexual assaulter as anybody else would. But it also turns out that Don Lemon was abusing his position of power at CNN to do what? Oh, uh, let me tell you, he decides to get in touch with Juicy Smollett, Jussie Smollett, and tip off Jussie Smollett to any sort of negative media coverage that could be affecting him. Now, Jussie Smollett, if you don't know him, is the person from Chicago that decided to arrange to have his male lovers pretend to beat him up. And then Juicy Smollett decided to go out and say, oh, I got beat up by a bunch of MAGA hat-wearing white people. Well, sorry, Mr. Smollett, but where you supposedly got beat up in Chicago is nowhere near a white person would ever go. Never mind the time of day where you told us that the attack occurred, basically 3 a.m. around the south side of Chicago. You would not, you just wouldn't find anything there. The whitest thing in that neighborhood is probably cocaine or a cocaine dealer. That's or a hooker, a white hook. I would suspect it's something along those lines. But to be completely honest with you, this is just ridiculous. How does somebody like Don Lemon still have his job when he's tipping off Juicy Smollett whenever there is going to be negative media coverage? It's outrageous. And then if you do any research into Juicy Smollett and what he intended to do, he is just as idiotic as you think he is. It came out in Vice, where Vice Ma – now, Vice Magazine or Vice Periodicals or the website, they're – Vice is pretty stupid. Vice is not something that I would ever really go to except for gossip. And it turns out that he was doing drugs with his attacker, Juicy Smollett, and he also liked to masturbate his attacker – and masturbate with his attacker. Now, I don't know about you, but Juicy Smollett is now on trial, and all of his accusations are falling apart at the scenes because his supposed attackers, two brothers, were all in on it. Juicy Smollett wrote them a check, and in the memo line on the check, it says, Mugging Equipment. Now, it took two or three years to get to this point where Juicy Smollett is getting his just desserts. But when this first came out during a Trump presidency, the Democrat-run attorney general's office completely wiped this whole court case out. They dropped everything. Because if this is supposed to be a hate crime, as Mr. Smollett uh, says it's supposed to be, then a lot of things come into play. You've got the FBI that comes into play. You've got the local police department. You probably have state police get involved in all this stuff because once a hate crime is thrown onto a, uh, a, a crime of any sort, then this takes on a different dimension. And a lot of other investigations occur and a lot of other uh, policies and basically different sorts of agencies from the local level to the federal level then begin to come into play. So this is a big deal. And that's why that's why the Barack Obama friendly attorney general of I think it was Chicago or Illinois 
where this whole thing supposedly happened with Juicy Smollett came in and said, forget about it. We, there's nothing here. Nothing to see here. Just keep moving, keep moving, keep moving. So CNN, how could anybody at this point trust CNN for anything? Uh, it's, it's just mind-boggling that this is the mainstream media that most Americans consider to be trustworthy. I'm more trustworthy than CNN. I am more truthful. I do more digging into news stories. I do more digging into vaccine mandates and what's been approved and what are they lying to you about and what when the vaccine trials are supposed to end, 2027, than CNN does. CNN is not responsible for anything more than government-sponsored or corporate-sponsored propaganda. They do no journalism there. I mean, have you seen Brian Stetler? Brian Stetler is a feather-stuffed throw pillow, and he looks like he should be in a movie playing the part of the Joker. He's got this very, very bizarre toothy smile that is just slightly off. It looks like he's got too many teeth in his mouth, and it also looks like he's got an underbite. And somebody took a picture of him at a local New York City coffee shop, and I swear to God it looks like he moves his lips when he reads something. The guy is not bringing the potato salad to the Mensa picnic anytime soon. And this is the caliber that the mainstream media is going to present to us. It's absolutely idiotic, and that's why people should start beginning to pay attention to media outlets like onthewakeupradio.com, which is what you're listening to right now, or my other podcast, which is Last Call with Chris Michaels. I do that every day. You can find me on Spotify, Anchor, Apple Podcasts. You can just do a Google search. Easy enough to find me there. We're bringing to you real, honest-to-God news stories and also researched items of information. We're not just going to throw stuff out there and say, hey, look, this is what we think today, and this is what it's always going to be, and never back down from our opinions. No, no, no. We are always absorbing information. Sometimes we have to change our point of view because new information comes out. But this, we have more clout than anything that CNN puts out, NBC, CNBC, CBS, ABC, all of them put together combined. It's ridiculous. It is absolutely ridiculous that these people get paid $6 million, $6 million, while somebody like me has to work a day job. Just just absolutely stupid. I, I just don't understand it at all. So, you know, just if anybody takes Smollett seriously, then you've got a lot of more research to do. I mean, the, the guy the guy was even upset today because the prosecutor decided to read his text messages, and his text messages are riddled with N-bombs all over the place. So he's outraged. How could you read my text message? I mean, girl, you're, you're a liar. You tried to create a race riot in Chicago, so you should really shut up, and you should really take what is going to come to you with a smile on your face. That's it. This is the Resonance Show on OnTheWakeUpRadio.com. I am Chris Michaels. This is Resonance with Chris Michaels. We're here every single Wednesday from 7 to 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Turn stereo up, baby, because we're going to be turning up the bass. That's right. It's the No, we're not. We're not going to do anything like that. 
Um, so we had a, something in very interesting is occurring right now. It appears as though there is a massive schism, a chasm of differences of opinion within the freedom and truth movement. So what does that mean? Does everybody remember General Flynn? General Flynn was the guy that was caught up in Russiagate. Supposedly, he met with a Russian at the beginning of Trump's presidency, and he was the one that was communicating possibly with Russians. And this is a lot of what uh, Russiagate was prepositioned on. And on top of that, we also found out that none other than James Comey's FBI, so Stroke and McCabe and everybody else, uh, on, I think on Inauguration Day, uh, decided to just have a chat and a little heart-to-heart with General Flynn. It, it doesn't have to be on the record. We can just talk man-to-man, and that's what apparently happened. So he does anybody, does anybody think that doing that would be okay or the smartest move that you could possibly make? I don't know about you. But if I'm going to be in somebody's cabinet or hold a high position within an administration, then I'm pretty sure that I want lawyers. I'm pretty sure that I want the legal team to clear what the conversation is going to be about before I start talking to the FBI. But that's not what General Flynn did. It's turning out more and more that there is a person by the name of Lynn Wood going after General Flynn. Lynn Wood has been deciding to rip the Band-Aids off of the veneer that General Flynn has on himself. General Flynn became an underground hero after Trump pardoned him uh, at the 11th hour before Trump left office because the Democrats wouldn't stop going after Flynn. So then Flynn, once he got pardoned by the president, decided to go out and suddenly become a public speaker, and he was talking about the freedom movement and how we need to take our country back, and it's going to be we patriots that do it. No one else is going to do it. We have to pick ourselves up by the bootstraps, whatever the hell that means. Now, the problem that we're starting to find is uh, all of the little details going on here. Like Flynn has been a Democrat all along. Flynn is working, was working with Barack Obama when he was in the private sector at the end of, uh, well, into President Trump's presidency. Um, and he was part of a private sector government contractor dealing in intelligence. So basically, he hired a whole bunch of FBI counterintelligence, intelligence, human intelligence. Uh, CIA, NSA people, you name it. If they, if they came from an agency with three letters, they were hired by Flynn. So you've got a CIA person, lifetime in the military, his parents, uh, not his parents, but his family members in the military. He's got a brother, another General Flynn, in charge of the Pacific. And do you really think a lifelong Democrat with those kinds of credentials is going to be on Donald Trump's side? No. The answer is simply no. There is no way he should be on somebody's side. And it's turning out that General Flynn has some very, very dirty ties. What else would you expect from a CIA operative? Of course, somebody like him is going to have some 
down in the dark, overturn a damp log type of contacts that he associates himself with. What really, really set all of this off was when Lynn Wood, also, by the way, on the fence Democrat, he donates to Republicans and Democrats, Mr. Wood, but mostly to Democrats, and he's, he's another Democrat. But what really came, what really brought all of this about is that Lynn Wood started to accuse General Flynn of child trafficking and pedophilia and started to just drop truth bombs on the whole thing. Another video that he referenced, Mr. Wood, is Mr. Flynn, General Flynn, giving a speech. Now, giving a speech is not a big deal. But once you start giving speeches in churches and involving theosophy and also when you're starting to involve the esoteric, then things get kind of dicey, especially when you are trying to Create the picture that you are a patriot and you are a God-loving American and also a God-fearing human. That's it. You are just follow God and Jesus and whatever else. Well, the speech that he gave, now this is not new, it's, but it's, it's only coming to surface recently or getting traction recently, was when he was in Nebraska and he was in front of the Lord of Hosts Church. Now, the problem with what Mr. Flynn did was that he started to talk about different things, such as sevenfold rays and legions. So he said, we are your instruments of the sevenfold rays and all of your archangels, all of them. We will be the instrument of your will, whatever it is, in your name. And in the name of your legions, we are freeborn, but we shall remain freeborn. And we shall not be enslaved by any foe. So if you go along with this, it, it, it goes on for a little bit more. But he ends up referencing praying to archangels. Okay, so if you are a true blue die-in-the-wool Christian, then died in the wool, you don't die in wool. If you are one of those people, then you don't pray to anybody else except the late J.C., Everything else is a heresy. It is a blasphemy. You don't do it. You pray to God. Maybe you do the rosary to Mary, and that's it. But otherwise, it is the late JC. You do not try to gain favor with archangels. You do not try to gain favor with saints or other deities if you belong to the Roman Catholic Church. However, most Italians, especially Sicilians, would like to contest that notion because they pray to all sorts of saints all day long. I mean, they throw things into the water. They throw things off cliffs. I mean, they are about as the, they are the most paganistic Christian you'll ever come across. Very, very superstitious. And they make wonderful, wonderful fish dishes. But Mr. Flynn, the, the problem with what he did and in this speech is that he, he basically plagiarized the whole speech. He didn't just come up with this stuff. He knew this speech from somewhere. And this speech is from basically a theosophical cult based out of Montana. This church is known as the Church Universal Triumphant. And Mr. Flynn took word for word a channeling session 
from Elizabeth Claire Prophet. Now, she's dead. She died in 2009. But she started up this whole church, and it was in Montana. They have another offshoot throughout Montana, including uh, Tucson, Arizona. So what is this all about? They have something called the Summit Lighthouse. Summit Lighthouse is what was really this, this whole thing was founded on, and it's based upon the new thought type of uh, mindset and also theosophy. So theosophy, you've got to go back to Madame Blavatsky. You've got to go back to the idea that human beings have existential metaphysical experiences, and they are both supposed to be, the both alpha and omega on this plane. And it also involves occultism and, and all of that kind of mindset. It's you're to go down more of a mainstream path. But theosophy on its on its own is actually not too outrageous of a tradition. So if we're just to go through a very, very treetop view of what this is all about, it has been the church, universal and triumphant. It has been described as a cult, okay? And we've known from other people that have been in this cult uh, that have escaped that they use sleep deprivation to intimidate and control its neighbor, not neighbors, its members. Now, what's also interesting about this is it appears as though that this group could possibly be involved in something very, very nefarious, which would validate Lynn Wood's accusation about General Flynn. Elizabeth Clare Prophet had purchased weapons illegally back in the 80s and 90s, and the Church Universal Triumphant and Triumphant was known to build fallout shelters. Keep that in mind. Why would a church want to buy weapons and also build fallout shelters? And finally, we know that the church, universal and triumphant, holds quarterly retreats at their Montana ranch at the Summit University for teens and young adults around the world. Now, let's go back to all of this. Let's start from the beginning and sum this up. Lynn Wood accuses General Flynn of child trafficking, being involved in pedophilia activities, and basically being a fraud to the, the supposed patriot movement. Then we find out, we find this video of General Flynn reciting word for word Elizabeth Clare Prophet's channeling during one of her sessions. We also find out that General Flynn is telling us to devote our energy to archangels and not the late JC. General Flynn also, by the way, says that the United States states needs one religion, not necessarily one God, one religion. And then we have the ultimate thing here that they were involved, the Church Universal and Triumphant, in building fallout shelters. So if you do any sort of research into the pedophile thing and the, and the human trafficking thing, that's common because that's where they keep the kids. That's where they keep the product. They keep them in fallout shelters. They keep them in bunkers. They keep them in underground areas, deep underground military bases. That is what they do. So why, oh, and also, also, if any of you pay attention to Paris Hilton, recently she came out and said that she had horrible sexually, emotionally abusive 
times of her childhood in the state of Montana. So what are we doing? What are we saying with all this? How can we tie all of this together? There is a reason why General Flynn knew how to quote word for word Miss Prophet's channeling. Miss Prophet is involved in a church more than likely responsible for human trafficking and child trafficking in the state of Montana. And I suggest the evidence being the purchasing of illegal, or the illegal purchases of firearms, not the illegal firearms, and also fallout shelters and the building thereof, which means that's where they're keeping the stock. They also have an offshoot in Tucson, Arizona. Tucson, Arizona is known for human trafficking because it's very close to the Mexican border. General Flynn, throughout all of this, is more than likely, especially with a CIA background, because that story also came out last week, where the CIA uh, finally got caught with their agents and also um, their contractors engaging in sex with two-year-olds, and they did nothing about it. Um, more than likely, Linwood is onto something because of General Flynn's association with this kind of church and also our presumption on what they were really doing in this church and why they were building fallout shelters and purchasing firearms illegally. So we have to watch out for General Flynn. I don't necessarily buy his story. I don't necessarily subscribe to it, being that he is portraying himself as some patriot to get Trump back or whatever that means, despite the fact that he is a die-hard Democrat associated with the CIA and churches probably involving human trafficking. This is Resonance with Chris Michaels on on the wakeupradio.com. It's Resonance with Chris Michaels on on the wakeupradio.com. We are here every single Wednesday from 7 to 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time and our time is almost up. We've got another, what, 24 minutes of broadcast brilliance, and we have to talk about none other than Ghislaine Maxwell. Ghislaine Maxwell being the person that was in cahoots with Jeffrey Epstein, well-known child trafficker, drug user, probably child uh, sacrificer, and pedophile. So... So here's the problem with this case. First off, I expect this case to go nowhere. You've got somebody like Ghislaine Maxwell. Excuse me while I have cultural urn. You've got somebody like Ghislaine Maxwell with more than likely deep ties to Mossad, Israeli intelligence, more than likely deep ties to the CIA. You've got somebody like Jeffrey Epstein probably has deep ties with Mossad because Ehud Barak, former prime minister of Israel, was seen sneaking out of his Manhattan mansion a number of times. Um, how could a court case like that, oh, and by the way, Ghislaine Maxwell's father, big-time media magnate in England at the time, found naked and dead off of his boat, uh, aptly named the Ghislaine, uh, and he also is a well-known Mossad contractor slash agent. So I'm pretty sure the apple does not fall too far from the tree 
with Ghislaine Maxwell. And we also brought up last week how Ghislaine Maxwell uh, was involved in more than likely with her Terramar project in trying to create a supranational organization where people are not beholden to any nation's laws and can do whatever they want whenever they want and also have access to raw materials in the global commons, which is the oceans, and also in international waters, which, by the way, includes outer space. So they were going to try to be citizens of the global commons and also citizens of international waters so that they do not have to be held accountable to anybody and ultimately allow themselves to do whatever they want to anybody they want. So that's the kind of caliber we're talking about with Ghislaine Maxwell. So here's the problem with her trial. The judge, first off, I, that judge I would not want to meet in a dark alley. That judge looks like somebody that could punch you out. She is a tough-looking gal. She's one of them corn-fed gals. And she's got glasses. She belongs in Weezer. And she is up for a promotion thanks to New York State uh, Senator, not New York State Senate, but a New York a senator from New York State, Chuck Schumer, and also the president, supposedly, Joseph Biden. So she's up for a promotion. The prosecutor is the daughter of James Comey, former FBI director, uh, more than likely felon for leaking classified information to the press during Russiagate. He's also the one that was coordinating with James Clapper, the one that looks like he belongs on Easter Island with his enormous head. I don't even know how his body keeps that head on his shoulders. And the thing that looks like it belongs on a stone monument somewhere. And then you've got the Keebler elf, uh, James Clapper, who, I don't know, he should be baking cookies in a tree trunk. He is another little squirrely-looking twerp. That's all, they've all been involved in Russiagate. And that is the daughter. That is the daughter that's on the prosecution that is supposed to be going after Ghislaine Maxwell. And also, by the way, James Comey's brother, in other words, the prosecution's uncle, is responsible for doing the taxes for the Clinton Foundation. So what do you think is really going to go on with all of this? So you've got somebody like Ghislaine Maxwell and Jeffrey Epstein. They have contacts with the power elite going up to the royal family of England. There were pictures that came out today that showed Ghislaine Maxwell and Jeffrey Epstein in the Queen's log cabin. You don't just get to stroll into the Queen's log cabin. There are pictures out there that show Jeffrey Epstein and Ghislaine Maxwell with the Pope. By the way, the Pope also came out today and said the sins of the flesh aren't the worst types of sins. It's really hatred. That's the worst type of sin. Sounds to me like somebody is trying to get ahead of the news story because a whole bunch of pedophilia is going to come out into the open. That's what it sounds like to me, Pope. So Jeffrey Epstein, Ghislaine Maxwell, a, a power elite pedophile ring, more than likely Luciferian-based child trafficking, human trafficking, involved with creating a supranational organization, probably also involved in finding undersea ruins associated with Atlantis in the Caribbean Ocean, uh, thanks to 
Ghislaine Maxwell's ability to pilot submarines off of Little St. James, which is Pedo Island, or uh, Great St. James, which is the island next door that nobody talks about, also owned by Jeffrey Epstein's estate. Let's talk about Great St. James. It's, there's something else going on here. So you have this kind of person, this kind of person, and the prosecution, after 14 days, 10 business days, they are ready to rest their case. They did not go after Ghislaine Maxwell about the names of anybody that was involved with them, including Bill Clinton, Bill Gates, Stephen Hawking, uh, Alec Baldwin, uh, the, a bunch of politicians. Bill de Blasio, no, not Bill de Blasio. Who's the guy before him? Uh, the, the little little twerp that worked on Wall Street. Can't think of his name. Former mayor of New York City. You get the idea. Democrat after Democrat after Democrat, power elite, Richard Branson, all associated with a human trafficker for the elite. And the prosecution does nothing about it. They don't force her to give up the names. They don't force a wider investigation that involves pedophilia and child sacrifice more than likely. None of that happens. None of it happens. And... They also threw in pictures and submitted pictures that uh, into the case that shows CDs and also records like little black books, photographs of those things from 2007. Now, what's interesting about those photos is that they are tagged. They're tagged by the Department of Justice, which means that the Department of Justice in 2007 already went through all of Jeffrey Epstein's pictures, blackmail photographs, blackmail videos, his little black book, cataloged it all, logged it all, and returned it to him. Now, to say that the FBI has no idea what's going on is absolutely atrocious. It is despicable. It is low-down, dirty, disgusting, reprehensible behavior by a bunch of compromised Department of Justice stooges that should be held accountable for crimes against humanity, or at least, at least, at the very minimum, be guilty of associating and abate, uh, what is it, abetting, abiding, abetting, right? Abetting these criminals involved with human trafficking and child trafficking. That is the real story behind all of this. That's what's really going on. On here, and there was another thing that came out on the on the interwebs on Twitter. There was an account Maxwell Trial Tracker, and the Maxwell Trial Tracker was basically banned. They they, they got removed. So what happened was is that they were upset, and they said, "How on earth could somebody in, like Gillian Maxwell involved in all of this be on trial for essentially?" 14 days, and the prosecution is going to rest. This means to me that America, the typical America, is back. Awful, disgusting human beings like Joseph Biden are once again in charge and once again going to get away with literal murder, children's murder. This is Resonance on on the wakeupradio.com, and I am Chris Michaels.
It's Resonance, and this is Chris Michaels, and you are on OnTheWakeUpRadio.com, and this is the final 10 minutes of another riveting weekly podcast that we do every 7 to 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And if you want more of my glittering brilliance and my glorious mind, then you can follow me on Instagram and Twitter and find me on Spotify, Anchor, Apple Podcasts, and a few other places. Uh, Last call with Chris Michaels. And you can just listen to my everything and uh, just enjoy whatever... I do. So let let me tell you something before I get into uh, COVID nonsense. So in the last little bit, I brought up something called the Maxwell trial tracker that was banned from Instagram. So somebody else set up another one. It's called Maxwell trial tracker. It's at trial track Maxwell track spelled T R A K. So you've got all of these people being like, Oh man, it's back. We're going to get a whole bunch of information. Now we, Oh, yeah, but nobody is clicking on the profile. And I clicked on the profile. And I (laughs) – it's a parody account. I don't know what kind of parody account. It's pretty funny if you ask me. And so this account is tricking all of these supposed patriots and Americans that want to do the right thing and end all this stuff into following them. And in the profile itself, it says, Pounder of Twinks. Flower of fairies, crusher of bottoms, first of his name, king of the gays, reformed sodomites with pronouns, fuck you, parody account. And meanwhile, you've got all the, <laughs> you've got all these patriots following this whole thing. And I click, I did a screenshot, and I commented, and I said, "You still pounding twinks?" And. <laughs> And they said, yes, you're cute, BB. And just my Instagram has blown up. And I said that was sarcasm, not a solicitation. And nobody cares. Nobody cares. Uh, So there you go. Apparently I'm uh, trying to solicit an account and wondering if they're still pounding twinks. But Pfizer uh, and who else we have here? We've got a whole bunch of idiocy, including Pfizer. Basically, the whole deal is, oh, my gosh, the Omicron variant. It is out here. We are screwed. We need more vaccines. You had Pfizer coming out saying that the only way that you're going to get over the Omicron variant is if you have at least three doses of our inoculations, which means the first dose. It means the second dose and at least one booster. And then you have England locking down, saying that uh, we're going to seriously need uh, vaccine passports. And we're going to need to have a delicate conversation about the mandates uh, like they did in Austria and Germany. if If you don't stop this, it's never going to stop. And we need to come to some conclusion here that these people have to receive some kind of pushback because if they don't, it's never going to end ever, 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 ever. It's never going to end. How many soccer players have you seen that just keel over? Now you've got Paul Joseph Watson from summit news 
And this is from the London Evening Standard. They came out with an article. Oh, explosion of new heart conditions dismissed as what they call post-pandemic stress disorder. Post-pandemic stress disorder. Could there be something else that they're possibly missing as a reason for all of the myocarditis and the periocarditis, the heart inflammation, the heart attacks and strokes? Oh, I don't know. What changed over the past year and a half? Could it be the inoculations? I don't know, but it certainly would appear to me that there needs to be some additional research and any sort of correlation between spike proteins, inoculations, graphene oxide, graphene hydroxide, apparently there's that in there, and also whether or not these inoculations are causing increased cardiac complications in people, in anybody, in anybody, because what they're doing here is what appears to be a soft kill. It appears to be that they're trying to get rid of a certain portion of the population in a seemingly innocuous way. Oh, we're just trying to help people out. We're just trying to stop the spread. We're just trying to get over this little hump before we finally combat COVID in a positive way. You're talking about combating COVID. Remember, oh, it was, uh, we need about 70% of people before we hit uh, herd immunity. Then it was, oh boy, natural immunity doesn't count. We need to have at least 70% of the population inoculated. Then it turns out with Dr. Fauci, oh, we need about the overwhelming majority, 90 to 95% of the population inoculated. Then it turns into, oh, we need those boosters. If you had the J&J shot, you'd need another booster within two months. If you're talking about Pfizer, it has to be within six months. You get the idea. This is going to be at least biannual. They are trying to make people take these inoculations at least twice a year. And it's not going to stop. It will never stop because there's some ulterior motive behind all of it. And we really need to start looking at exactly what that could possibly be. Because I suspect it is something that is extremely dangerous. I suspect that if we look at the graphene oxide, the graphene hydroxide, the nanoquantum dots, all of that, they're looking to create a gateway into your earthly vessel, into your body. Because what they're ultimately trying to do is they're trying to they're trying to purposefully allow a low-grade possession. They want some other beings from a different dimension or different planet, whatever it is, to, a, to be able to have access to your body, to perpetrate whatever it is they're trying to do. We don't know what it is, but I suspect it has to do with getting off-planet. That's why you see Jeff Bezos and Elon Musk so obsessed with going after Mars. That's why you see the obsession about inoculating people and hooking them up to a smart grid and cashless society. They want to control the stock. There are too many people here, and they want to make sure that they can keep those populations in check so that they can rule over them any way they see fit. Now is the time. Are you going to stand up for yourself and the rest of the human family 
or are you just going to roll over like the fat sows in New York City do almost every single day? Now is the time to stand up and do what you know you should be doing for your fellow man. This is going to be it. This is Resonance with Chris Michaels on on OnTheWakeUpRadio.com. You can listen to me every single Wednesday, 7 to 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. You can find me last call with Chris Michaels anywhere you listen to your podcast. And you can also find me on Instagram and Twitter at The Last Call Caravan. Thanks for keeping the lights on, Dian. Cindy Ashley. On the wake up. You, the people, have the power. The power to create happiness. Let us use that power. Let us all unite. Let us fight for a new world. You, the people, have the power to make this life free and beautiful. To make this life a wonderful adventure. By the promise of these things, brutes have risen to power, but they lie. They do not fulfill that promise. They never will. Dictators free themselves, but they enslave the people. Now let us fight to fulfill that promise. Let us all unite. OTWTube.com, uncensored free speech platform. Now search in the search bar for OTWTube, which is the page we're going to subscribe to. Click subscribe, click add as friend, as well as click where the videos are. Click on a video to view, like that video, as well as comment. And your exercise is done. Thank you for your support.